Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. I want to talk about the stock market today and why the stock market crashed. The stock market took a bloodbath. A lot of you got your butts kicked today. A lot of you lost a lot of money and uh, are probably wondering, what happened to my money? I had a lot of money this morning, and I don't have a lot of money now. So I'm going to break some of this down for you on the Black Financial Channel. So get comfortable. Hit the thumbs up button, share button, subscribe button. We're going to get started right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm your friendly neighborhood finance professor. Uh, give me a guess and on the chat if you're able to hear me. I want to make sure you guys can hear me okay. I am in Florida, and so my Wi-Fi is different, so I want to make sure that everything is coming through okay. Give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me. Also, put a hashtag B1 in the chat if you agree with me that Black people come first and that our community needs to talk about economics in our space before we talk about anybody else, before we save the world we must save ourselves. All right, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, so let's go into today. Uh, the stock market got messy. Uh, the stock market uh, got its butt kicked pretty bad, uh, especially if you have tech stocks. A lot of the tech stocks are, um, you know, they're real spicy, right? They, they're real excitable. Um, you know, if you think of the stock market, like a lot of people do, if you see the stock market is almost like a financial booty call where you can go in there and get fast money and do a quick flip. Well, then, you know, the stock market is kind of like that pretty lady with the big butt and the smile uh, and the fake hair and the fake nails that makes you think you're going to fall in love forever. And then one day she does a flip on you and you find out that it ain't what it that it that it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't. But it, you, you thought it was what it ain't and it ain't what it was. And so basically tech stocks can be real dramatic. Tech stocks can be up and down. Tech stocks can be your best friend. They can also be your worst enemy. So a lot of the companies that uh, I've mentioned to you in terms of companies that have high implied volatility are uh, like like Tilray. We've talked about Tilray. We've talked about Jumia. Uh, we've talked about <clears throat> some of these other companies. Uh, you got the, the, the Reddit stocks, you know, AMC and GameStop and all that. Uh, the, the volatility of these stocks is what makes them so appealing. But it's also what can make them very damaging, especially if you look at an environment like this. So I, I'm actually excited to talk about what's going on in the stock market right now, because uh, as part of your educational process, I think, I, I, think it's very, I think it's very important for you to see all the things that can happen when investing goes well. And I want you to also see the things that can happen when investing goes bad and why it's very important to have a portfolio that is um, defensive on some levels, right? Just like in football, you got to play offense and you got to play defense and you got to have special teams because if you don't, then you're going to end up losing uh, in one area or another because of the things you overlook. So right now, the big mover in the stock market has to do with interest rates and, and, and bond yields in particular. Basically, the reason that your tech stocks got body slammed is because bond yields have gone up. Uh, the 10-year treasury, which is kind of the the benchmark for bond yields in terms of what's going on with that has gone, uh, you know, I think the, so the highest has been in a year. So because that benchmark of uh, that rate has gone up, that yield has gone up. This creates a lot of complications in terms of what to expect for the future. And, and, and as if you follow me for any amount of time, you know, I've mentioned to you guys that a couple of things that move stock prices are really three things, actually information, expectations, and realizations. I E R <laughs> information, expectations and realizations. You get information and that gives you expectations. And then you compare the expectations to the realizations, meaning that, you know, I get information, I 
I predict what's going to happen, that's going to change how I move based on what I predict. But then ultimately what matters is when the rubber meets the road. You know, how do you compare what you thought was going to happen to what actually happened? Right. Just like dating. You think about dating. Right. You get information about that pretty new girl that you like. Uh, you form an expectation that, oh, yeah, oh my God, she's wonderful. We're going to fall in love forever. And then the question is, does that really happen? Does that person really come through for you the way you thought that they would? Or were they kind of a dud? Right. And and, and so so duds break your heart for the same reason your stocks break your heart. OK, so uh, anyway, uh, now somebody's saying that you can't hear me. Uh, give me a yes or no if you're able to hear me. Yes or no if you're able to hear me, okay? If you cannot hear me, give me uh, just, well, people that can't hear me won't say anything. But if you can hear me, give me a yes in the chat uh, because I think that there might be some Wi-Fi challenges on this end. So give me a yes or no if you can hear me so we can move forward. And everybody on Instagram, my Instagram is the Real Voice Watkins. I'm actually going to turn off my Instagram because I'm not, I think I might be dragging the Wi-Fi. So if you want to follow this, just go to drboystv.com and you can actually follow the conversation there. I'm going to have to shut this off so that I don't drag the Wi-Fi too much. Okay. All right. So so right now with the stock market, here's what here's what's going on. Because the bond yields have gone up, uh, that that piece of information has changed expectations with regard to inflation. Uh, you now have an environment that has what, what are called inflationary expectations. When, ex- when inflation is expected to increase, then typically stock prices will drop. The, it, but not every stock is created equally. Uh, some companies move a little. Some companies wiggle. Some companies have an absolute breakdown. So if you think of the economy as an ocean and every stock as a vessel on that ocean, well, if there's a big wave that comes through, some of your some of your vessels are going to kind of wiggle like, oh, we felt that. OK, whatever. It's like a little scratch. Right. But some vessels are going to get capsized. Some little dinghy boats are going to sink to the bottom of the ocean. They're going to flip. They're going to go crazy. Well, tech stocks are kind of like the ones that go crazy because what happens is that when you are uh, there, are, there are financial formulas that we use. And, and I taught all these things, you know, when I was teaching Syracuse and when I was teaching the black business school. And basically with these formulas, if you look in the parameters in terms of the mechanics of what makes a stock price up, you will find that stocks that are in that high growth category, these tech stocks, they get hammered the worst. When there's a change in inflation, which can impact the shift in the interest rate, right? The long term uh, rate of interest that's expected that people expect on bond yields and things like that. So inflation is interesting because we know inflation was coming. Inflation's always been there. What is problematic is that so there are many who believe inflation is going to be higher than it's ever been. That's going to be insanely high because your government has spent the last year printing money and giving everybody government assistance, right? Or at least, you know, I guess they think of that $600 check that you waited eight months for to be government assistance, but whatever. They're writing these big stimulus packages and they're going deeper and deeper in debt uh, because they've seen that as the short-term solution to the pandemic. Clearly, that's not a long-term solution. So effectively, uh, when you see these increases in inflation expectations, you, you see tech stocks get body slammed. So if you own things like Tilray or whatever, or or, or Jumia, I, I mentioned those because those are companies we talk about, or Tesla. Some of you own Tesla. I think Tesla got body slammed. Let me see what Tesla did lately. Let me see. Tesla stock. I'm going to Google it. Okay, so Tesla stock dropped uh, 5 to 6% today. Over the last five days, It's it's been, oh, Lord have mercy. Tesla was hovering at 795 a week ago, five days ago, now Tesla's down to six ninety eight. Let me see over the last month, Tesla. Uh, it looks like it almost hit nine hundred dollars a share. In fact, actually, let me see if I can share my screen. I I, I don't want to take too many chances here because I'm on this uh, foreign Wi Fi. But let me see if I can pull up this 
screenshot of Tesla stock that I was just looking at here. So you see Tesla has been getting hit really hard. Tesla, this red is bad. Red means you're losing money. So you see Tesla was at 883. Now Tesla's all the way down to 698. That's a huge, huge, huge decline. Uh, now, a lot of y'all swore by Tesla. You swore Tesla was your best friend. Tesla was going to make you rich. Tesla's going to keep you paid. Well, what goes up can come down. It doesn't always come down, but it can. And also, when the conditions get rough, rough you know, Tesla it, Tesla's not a, a sturdy stock in the sense that Tesla's like a new NBA player that everyone thinks is going to be the next LeBron James. Or better yet, think about football. Remember when uh, everybody said Patrick Mahomes was going to be the next Tom Brady? And, and that's fine. He could be the next Tom Brady. But there's a big difference between being the next Tom Brady and being Tom Brady. right? There's about 10 Super Bowl appearances that Patrick Mahomes is going to need before he truly becomes the next Tom Brady. So you might expect him to be the next Tom Brady. You might think that based on his talent, he could be the next Tom Brady. He certainly could be. But there's a big gap between where people think you're going to go and where you actually go and, and where you are, right? So when Mahomes goes out, he plays against Tom Brady. It's it's a great Super Bowl because you're, you're, you're having the old against the new, the, the goat against the, 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 the baby goat, right? Um, well, the, the old goat kicks the baby goat in his ass. So then at that point, you've got new information, and then you have to form new expectations, and you're like, man – I know Mahomes is good, but I'm wondering if he can get to 10 Super Bowls. So, so a guy like a Shannon Sharp comes along and says, yeah, because getting to one Super Bowl is hard as hell. Getting to two or three is is an, is an amazing career. Getting to five, six, seven, or eight is impossible. So 10, <laughs> that's a long way to go. So it doesn't mean you think Patrick Mahomes is a bad player. It just means that you shift your expectations. That's my point. So Tesla is the baby goat. Tesla is the company that has all the hype. Tesla is the company that gets the market value that's bigger than all the other automobile manufacturers, I think, combined or something crazy like that. Tesla gets a valuation bigger than a Toyota or a GM, but Tesla ain't GM. Tesla might become GM. They might go further than GM, but they haven't done that yet, right? So so if you think of GM and Ford as the goats, well, Tesla's the baby goat. And there's a big difference between the baby goat and the actual grown-up goat. So, so my point is to say that when you're talking about uh, rising interest rate environments, you're talking about more volatility, you're talking about a shift in the in the financial models that that shape stock prices. The baby goats get hit the hardest because a lot of your valuation in that baby goat is really a figment of your imagination. A lot of it is, it's not that it's not real. It's that you're thinking about what it's going to be. It's like if you date somebody and they're really nice for the first three weeks and you start to imagine that you could be together for 50 years, but that's very different from your grandparents who really were together for 50 years, right? So any little piece of information, any little thing that that, that goes wrong can dramatically shift the value that you put on that on that on that relationship, right? So, so the so the, the, these companies that they expect to go on and become these goats, any little change in information, any little bad piece of news, any little shift in the economy can dramatically shift what you think that company's worth, and that's when you see the change in the stock price because all the stock price is is a reflection of what people think that company's worth. So it doesn't mean Tesla is a bad company now or that Tesla's garbage or Tesla's going straight to hell. It just means that that after you watch Patrick Mahomes get his ass dragged up and down the football field, you say, huh, wait, maybe, maybe he might not become the next Tom Brady. He's still good, 
But becoming the next Tom Brady is a lot uh, going to take a little bit more work than we thought, right? So, so that's what's really going on. Now, um, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button, uh, and also uh, the BlackStockMarketProgram.com. That's the program I teach the stock market in. The first month is free. We also get access to Ask Doctor Boyce, and you can send me questions, and I answer every single question. And I make a unique video just for you to answer your question for the week. I do this every week for the students, in addition to a lot of other free stuff that we give you. So feel free to go take a look. It's the BlackStockMarketProgram.com. I got you. I can take care of you. There's a money back guarantee if you're not happy, but you're going to be happy and the first month is free. So just give it a try. All right. So I hit the thumbs up button. All right. So let me see here. Uh, Someone's asking about Bitcoin. Is Bitcoin a long term loser or winner? Um, I I think it's a winner. I'm not a um, you know, I like to think when it comes to investing, I deal with investing the way I deal with Alicia. Right. When it comes to Alicia, my goal is to be a solid dude. I, you know, I didn't say, hey, babe, I, I love you until I don't love you or or I love you. But if you have a bad day, I'm going to stop loving you. No, I'm going to love her through her good days and her bad days. Right. Uh, you know, because my goal is to make sure I can stay in the rain. My goal is to prepare mentally for all the chaos that happens in relationships. Just in case you guys don't know. And this, this is why I think of things in terms of real life stuff. And so me forming a relationship with a stock or an investment is like forming a relationship with a woman. If I form that relationship with you, I want to be with you. Like that's 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 where I'm at. That's what I do. Unless you give me a dramatic reason to walk away. So when I decided I love crypto, that means I love crypto. If I when I said I was in it, that means I'm in it. The term that the crypto users have is what they call hold or hold on for dear life. Well, I hold on for dear life. I still got my. I even still have XRP. XRP is going up in value. I don't even know what to do with it. I'm like, how do I even how do I even get my money out? I can't get my money out. So we in this together, XRP. I hope you win that lawsuit. Right. So I'm a big fan of Bitcoin. Um, I, I, I think Bitcoin, I think blockchain is always going to be around. You're going to have your adversaries. Um, anytime there's a new disruptive technology, there are always the haters that come along and say, don't do it. It's going to be terrible. It's dangerous. Watch out for Bitcoin. Everyone's going to die. And you have to know how to sort of calibrate that and put it into context. The reason that Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, in my view, hates crypto could be driven by the fact that she then mentions, casually mentions that the government has a version of cryptocurrency that they want to release. So they're not saying we don't believe in crypto. They're saying we we want you to use our crypto, which um, is, is a real difficult uh, it, it, she doesn't have much credibility in my view, but but where she does have credibility is in the fact that she might have the, the ability to influence how difficult it becomes for Bitcoin to become a stable uh, investment class. And I think that's the part that bothers me is that you're going to make it hard. Right. You already know that your man is leaving for another woman. And now you pretty much said, I will not sign the divorce papers uh, because I want to make his life a living hell. Well, it's still going to happen. Just that's why if somebody don't want you no more, you better let them go. Uh, you know, but but some people make it more difficult than others. So Janet Yellen's saying uh, and the government is saying, uh, look, we know that it's going to happen. We know Bitcoin's here. Uh, but we're going to make it really, really hard because we're not going to sign the divorce papers. And I think that's that really reminds you that your politicians don't care anything about you. Um, so you have to care about yourself. So be very careful with, with crypto, though. Uh, crypto is a risky asset class. I'm going to I reiterate that every time I talk to you guys, there's a lot of volatility. It's a very stormy, crazy market. But the thing about it is that there is a natural uh, connection between risk and reward. When you take the risk, you get the reward. But sometimes when you take the risk, you get body slammed, as you saw today. By investing in those tech stocks, you were you probably got hit because you were taking risk. 
That's why I want you to understand that the importance of things like diversification. Everything shouldn't be, you know, a high flying tech stock just because GameStop made you a ton of money this week. If you were lucky or you invest in the AMC or something, that doesn't mean you sit there and keep pouring all your money into one stock. Come on. Seriously. Again, this is not a financial booty call. The stock market is not built for that. You should not just be rolling the dice and owning one stock and thinking that that one stock is what's going to change your whole life. That is a recipe for disaster. That is you pretty much begging the universe. You're saying, please, please, please take my money. Take it all. Right. So Jam on it says I'm slammed in everything. Well, you know, a lot of people were slammed in a lot of different areas. The whole stock market was pretty much slammed. Some stocks were hit harder than others, but that's also a reason why as you invest over time, you do want to have money, maybe some money in real estate. Uh, you want to have different kinds of stocks, different sectors, different countries, right? Um, so mutual funds that are that are connected to industries that you're, that you're that are they're a little bit away from where you do most of your business. You can um, also uh, a crypto, crypto, it may be a good place to have a little bit of money, right? You want to spread your money out. Maybe you have your small business that's generating revenue for you. That's another investment class. So so just understand that stock is not the only thing you could do. It's not the only thing you should do. And you definitely shouldn't focus on two or three stocks that you love. You should have 20 or 30 stocks that you're connected to over time. Okay, so hit, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Um, the last thing I'll mention on the stock market is uh, what's kind of driving this disruption in prices. Okay, so in terms of what's driving the disruption, we talked earlier about inflation and how inflation's kind of kicking your butt. And by the way, I'll put Dr. Boy's crypto up there. If you want to see my crypto portfolio, feel free to go there. Um, I'm actually having the crypto, the gentleman of crypto come into the Black Wolf Bootcamp this week to talk about how to get started investing in crypto. So it, it, in fact, if you want to take a look at the bootcamp, there's a URL. It's a lifetime membership. Once you're in, you're in for life and your whole family can join with you. So you can get one, under one membership. So feel free to take a look at Black Wolf bootcamp.com. But uh, the, 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 the big drivers of inflation right now have to do with massive stimulus spending. They're going to write another package. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a ton of money, and uh, which was, is going to lead to a ton of debt because your government really doesn't have much money. They just kind of borrow and print their way out of things. And, and, and a lot of people have a big issue with that, as do I. Um, but the stimulus spending is coming. That's going to be inflationary. Also, here's another interesting thing. The vaccine's rolling out. The economy is improving. The economy is not nearly as terrible as uh, as everyone has made it out to be. You actually have most people. Give me a yes or no, in fact. Yes or no. Give me a yes or no. As you sat around waiting for the government to send you a $600 check, have you been able to find ways to make money? Give me a yes or no. How many of you get up and work every day, whether it's on your business or your job? How many of you have some sort of income during this time period? Give me a yes or no. A yes or no if you've been making money all th through a big chunk of the pandemic. A lot of you have. A lot of you have. I've, I've seen a lot of my students that, that have made insane amounts of money during the pandemic, some making more money during the pandemic than they did before, especially if you're you know, investing in the stock market, stuff like that. So most people are in that category. And I'm very sorry if, you're, if you say no, if you're not in that category, um, you know, I, I, my heart goes out to you. Uh, but what I, the reason I say this is because it's not like people aren't spending money. What happened was the economy didn't disappear. It just shifted. It went online. That's why you saw Amazon take off. That's why you saw uh, a Zoom take off. You saw a lot of these companies blow up because they were making more money during the pandemic than they were making before the pandemic. Well, the, first of all, for many of those companies, those fang, fang stocks, that's what we call them, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, um, the, you know, the good times are over for most of those stocks. Those companies are not going to continue to go up and take off like they have, They, but they are stable investments, but they're not going to continue to accelerate the way they have. That's why big 
big companies like Microsoft and Google and Netflix have had these really good earnings reports and the, the market's like, ho-hum, they're, they're yawning. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, $20 billion. Uh, Apple made $100 billion in, in one quarter, by the way. Apple made $100 billion, <coughs> excuse me, in a quarter. Insane amounts of money. The, yawn, the, the market kind of yawned it off like, yeah, 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 okay, cool. Well, well, why is that? Well, that's because the price had been pushed up so high that – you know that there's almost nothing they could do to exceed expectations anymore. They they they're literally expected to make more money than God and Jesus put together, and so people are just kind of like, okay, yeah, that's what you're making money. That's what you do, right? So so a lot of these Fang stocks um, have benefited from all this demand that's gone online uh, during the pandemic. When the pandemic is over, you're going to have a lot of people spending money that they've been waiting to spend for a year. You're going to have cruise lines and, and ships that are you know, companies like Am- uh, uh, Carnival and um, Royal Caribbean that are going to blow up. You're going to have airlines blowing up, making money. You're going to have all these companies, sports teams will start making insane amounts of money. Um, Disney is going to make a killing because Disney figured out how to make money during the pandemic, but they're still operating at a loss. They're, they're operating at a net loss, but Disney plus has blown up during the pandemic. So when the pandemic is over, Disney is then going to go back to making money from live sports. Disney goes back to making money from making films. Disney goes back to making money from their amusement parks. Imagine that. Disney is making $16 billion, I think, every quarter without amusement parks. Who would have ever thought that? Like, that's insanity, right? So, so these companies are going to start making money because there's a lot of pent-up demand, which means there's going to be a ton of spending. Um, and all the spending plus the stimulus creates inflation. It creates inflation because you got all this money floating around the economy, which is going to increase the price of goods. Because people, when you go buy a house, well, why, why do you, what's the difference between a $500,000 house and a $400,000 house? Well, it's based on how much people are willing to spend for that house. So if everybody's got money, everybody's balling, then the housing prices go up. They become inflationary because everybody's outbidding each other trying to buy that house. Do you understand? So, so long story short, I do expect there to be inflation. Um, in a traditional environment, Bitcoin would have been a huge beneficiary of these inflationary expectations had Janet Yellen not come along and threw a wet blanket on. I mean, Janet Yellen literally, I mean, Treasury Secretary Janet, she came along and just peed on the party. I told you guys when I was telling you that weekend, I said, I think Bitcoin might hit 60,000 this week or maybe even by Monday. I felt that. I really said, I said, guys, you know what? It, all wheels are in motion. Full steam ahead on Bitcoin. And then she deliberately comes out and makes this statement to really slow the growth in Bitcoin. That bothered me because I don't think her motives were genuine. I don't think that she's that she's really trying to protect you. I think that that was strategically done to slow down the growth in the price of Bitcoin. Um, but I really think that you're hitting, you're seeing an unstoppable force against an immovable object. I believe that Bitcoin is going to continue to rise. So I think, who knows, right? Maybe right now, I'm not telling you what to do. But uh, in my view, I see Bitcoin at 51 or 50,000. 49, whatever it is, I see that as a buying opportunity because all indicators point to Bitcoin approaching 100,000 by the end of the year. So I think that's, I I, I feel good about that investment. Someone asked about a company, uh, Salesforce. I, I'm not sure. I don't follow Salesforce very closely, but I, I guess one, what I read said it was a little bit overvalued, but then again, maybe not. Maybe now all your tech stocks have been body slammed. So maybe this is a chance to buy more. Um, there's no reason to think that money isn't going to be made or that economic growth is going to slow down or that the stock market isn't going to be a great place to put 
your money, but today was a rough day. And, the, and, and that's what it is. You know, when you become an investor, you're going to have rough days. You're just lucky because you haven't had a lot of rough days in the pandemic. You have maybe two or three that I can think of. Uh, well, you know, that's a pretty good year. So God bless you. I uh, hope you make a ton of money. Uh, if you want to take a look at the Black Wolf Bootcamp, feel free to go to blackwolfbootcamp.com. And also um, I'm on things like Clubhouse and Twitch. Um, if you're a gamer, I've, I've, I've been studying Call of Duty because I want to play with our kids. And uh, we talk about stocks. And also I go and you get to watch me blow the head off of 12 year olds, you know, all over the world who are trying to trying to trying to throw salt on my on my um, Call of Duty game. So I'm getting better every day. So if you want if you're into that type of stuff, and you want to have fun. If you want to go follow me on Clubhouse, feel free uh, to follow at Dr. Boyce Watkins. You can just look me up. All right. So have a good day, everybody. It was real. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, please hit the thumbs up button and make sure you subscribe on your way out the door. Uh, I appreciate you. See you soon. Peace. 